HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program was brought to you by Union Beer Distributors. For more information, visit unionbeerdist.com. My name is Hannah Forden. I'm the membership coordinator at Heritage Radio Network, but even before I joined the team, I loved listening to HRN during my subway commute. It made the time go quickly and left me feeling inspired for the day ahead. HRN listeners tune in from all over the world, but there are a few traits that we all have in common, no matter where we listen from. A curious palate, the fierceness to make a difference, and a hunger for lifelong learning about the culinary world. As you know, Heritage Radio Network is a listener-supported nonprofit. To deliver the most ambitious, entertaining, and of-the-moment stories in 2018, we need your help. We need to raise $150,000 by December 31st to accomplish these goals and to keep your favorite shows on the air. Together, we can make this HRN's most exciting, impactful, and delicious year yet. Become a member by donating today. Join us at heritageradionetwork.org slash donate, and you'll immediately start enjoying benefits such as VIP invitations to HRN events, where you will mix and mingle with your favorite hosts. Memberships also make a perfect holiday gift for all the foodies in your life. This year, why not give the gift of food radio? You'll hear your generosity in action for the year to come. Help keep our lights on and our mics hot by pledging your support today at heritageradionetwork.org slash donate. Thanks for listening. Hey, 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 welcome to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. It's November 24, 21st, 2017, and it's pretty much Thanksgiving week right here in the Heritage Radio Network studio. I'm Jimmy Carboni from Jimmy's Number 43 and the Good Beer Seal. We're going to be talking about pizza and beer and beer and a little bit of Thanksgiving pairings, but more about you know what, what's going on in the world of New York City beers. And uh, I'm rambling because we're waiting for our, our two special guests from Ribalta, uh, Robert and uh, Chef Cozzolini. They're coming over with some fresh pizza for us, uh, and that's going to be a, a big treat as we pair it with some uh, IPAs and some Italian craft beer. And also joining the studio, uh, it's Kenny from uh, Hop Culture, and these guys have a special festival coming up in New York City. So we're going to talk about that first. So, uh, Kenny, tell us about uh, your festival that's coming up, Juicy Brews. Yeah, we got uh, the Juicy Brews Festival coming up in New York City. It's a sequel to one we just did in Pittsburgh. Um, had some awesome breweries coming into Pittsburgh. Got some more awesome breweries coming into New York. Uh, we're bringing in 24 breweries, a um, bunch of them who do not have normal distribution in New York City. So we're super excited about that. Um, yeah, that's exciting. So tell you, yeah. you guys have a magazine called Hop Culture. Yeah, Hop Culture is a magazine that was founded in uh, at the beginning of the year. We uh, all digital cover beer. Uh, my co-founder and I came from a magazine called Gear Patrol. Oh, so you guys are heavy hitters. We are Gear indeed. Patrol is Thank cool, you, man. Thank you. Um, so we, we worked there for a while and then, uh, yeah, just caught the beer bug. So decided to start our own thing, and we've been doing that for about a year. Uh, you've really been all, you've been all around. You know, you know Justin Kennedy said you, you guys were out at the Great American Beer Fest. We, I think it, it's, it's uh, 
I'm a nomad is what it is. I like traveling. <laughs> yeah. Any, any opportunity I get to go around the country and especially go around the country. So this, uh, what's the date of this? December 2nd? 3rd. It's December 3rd. Yeah, December 3rd. And it's uh, called Juicy Brews? Juicy Brews. Yeah, we got uh, Aslan coming. We got Bearded Iris coming. Um, can't say can't say the last one yet that I was about to say because that's going to be a surprise. We're teasing so you, that. You have how many, how many breweries are first time in New York City? Oh, that's a good question. I'm, I'm looking at your list. Yeah, you I'm got Aslan, Austin Street. Austin Street's from Portland. Um, they don't have regular distribution here. Uh, Bearded Iris doesn't. Um, Brick City, I think they're in New Jersey. That's from Jersey, yeah. yeah. Burley Oak doesn't. Civil Society coming in. Crime and, and Punishment Florida. coming in from Philly. We got Dancing Gnome from Pittsburgh, which I don't think has ever poured in the city before. Um, they're awesome, awesome dudes. We got uh, District 96. Yep, District so you got 96. Fifth Hammer, our friend Chris Kuzme from Queens. Oh, Kuzme. Nice. I didn't know you knew Kuzme. Oh, yeah. No, he's also got a show on the network. Oh, right about on. it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and we're drinking one of them. So Equilibrium. Let's talk about that since oh, we have yeah. it in glass. So we're up in the Hudson Valley. That's another new brewery. I've, I've never even heard of them before. Yeah. So they opened this year. Um, I believe it's two MIT graduates um, taking their hard-earned knowledge and applying that specifically to beer, which is pretty dope. Um, this is the D-Hop 1 that we're drinking now. It's a double IPA. Um, I, I think this series, they focus exclusively on a single hop, um, which a lot of breweries are doing, but um, I don't know. I have to look on, on Instagram which, which hop it is, but uh, this series, they, they just used one hop and... Uh, yeah, you really get no, a lot good. of good. It's a good IPA. So yeah. it's all IPAs at the Juicy Brew Festival. Uh, IPAs and sours. It's it's juicy brews. It's uh, you know, whatever's well, juicy, fruit forward, hazy. Um, but yeah, a lot of IPAs. It's kind of definitely. So who's picking the beers? All of you or, or mostly you? Uh, me? You're the guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm it's, looking at it's this the list. It's crazy. Magnify Brewing yeah. is on there. From Jersey, LIC Beer Project, Finback, a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Night Shift Brewing. Night Shift Brewing. We, uh, that, <laughs> nobody knows about that yet. That's not actually supposed to be on that list. <laughs> we have the inside info Surprise, from Justin. Yeah, beer sessions. You get Sand the, uh, City Brewing from Long Island. Yeah, The Answer down in uh, Richmond and Triple Crossing. Um, I don't know. We When we did the festival in Pittsburgh, it was, it was our first event. We didn't really know what would happen, but we figure... We get enough really awesome breweries in one room together, and something cool would happen. And something really cool happened. Um, it was a lot different from the traditional festival experience where you're waiting in a line. Um, you know, there were no lines. It was more of a, a big kind of party than a, than a festival. Um, the brewers themselves are pouring unlimited pours. Everyone just had a, a good time. A lot of the breweries that met there are now doing uh, collaborations, which is pretty cool. Um, so to have the opportunity here to do another event twice as big with uh, a whole new list of breweries is pretty cool. So we're we're stoked to bring that to. Well, New It York. seems like the, this next like evolution in, in beer fest. I know the guys from McKellar have done a couple cool things. Copenhagen Beer Fest. Um, you know, how how do you meet these brewers? Just just from writing or from beers that you like. It's a lot of, uh, I mean, my, my co-founder and I have been working in the industry for a while and um, writing about beer for a while, first for, for Gear Patrol and, and now for Hop Culture. So you just meet people and <laughs> you figure out who would be yeah. fun to hang out with for well, a it's day. All, it's always nice when there's like a specially curated list. And, yeah, uh, definitely. New new breweries coming to town. And you're also working through Union Beer Distributors. Union Beer. Shout out Union Beer. Uh, Mike Naclario at Union has been hugely helpful to us. Um, they're, they're bringing in most of the beer, not all of it, um, for the festival. And how does that work? So you, how do they, did they import it into the state? What, 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 what's this, how do they get these beers into New York? Uh, a lot of legal, legal hurdles. Um, you know, with the three-tier distribution system we have in the U.S., um, the distributor is the only ones who can actually transport and move beer. So, um, yeah, finding somebody who's amenable. Um, Union's been super helpful and super cooperative in, in helping us, yeah, bring, bring these breweries in. So we kind of have the, 
connections with these brewers and we're able to connect them with Union, who's able to bring the beer in uh, for this event. Um, I think what you said before about uh, curated events is really interesting. And I think that's the direction that we're headed as an industry. Um, I think probably most people listening now have had an experience of going to a local beer festival and having something you know, that, that didn't quite feel right. It felt more like they're waiting in line for a Disney ride or, uh, I hate waiting in line. Yeah. Just, I don't go to Disney. People in pretzel necklaces, like smelling awful elbowing you out of the way. People stepping on your feet and, you know, kicking over trash cans and being loud, obnoxious. And, uh, you know, it's some volunteer pouring you the beer that knows nothing about it. They can't tell you anything. The beer itself is something you can get at a gas station you know so why pay 50 bucks a ticket 60 bucks a ticket to go try it in a field with a bunch of loud people <laughs> yeah so well, you have a cool connection you're at industry in manhattan which is like a kind of major photo shoot industria location. yeah mm-hmm. they've been awesome too um their their spaces are beautiful they have a few different spaces around the city um they have one two on washington street i believe and then um two down in brooklyn there might be others but uh yeah big photo studio that's where they started and now they've they've been doing more events um and wow. so hop culture uh juicy brew fest december 3rd that's it and you guys have a special discount for beer sessions we radio do listeners? we do uh 10 off for anybody listening if you're uh in new york city considering coming um code is beer sessions with an s and that'll get you 10% off a ticket. Um, yeah, we'd love to see you there. Love to meet you. Wow, people. that's great, man. Yeah, we're running out of tickets for uh, session two. I think there might be five left. Um, let's talk about something else. Yeah, so that's that's exciting. Else. You got some great beers lined up. Um, other beer festivals, you know, what else do you like in, in the world of beer? Some. What was the coolest brewery you've been to? I'm sure you've been to a lot. Yeah, wow, that's a great question. Um I was just at Equilibrium. I love Hudson Valley. They just opened up uh, just just north of the city. They've been killing it. The beers they're putting out are the sour IPAs are absolutely incredible. Um, and I love Beacon, the little town they're in. You can go hiking, come back down from hiking, and just go go into the brewery. It's a yeah. great experience. And you can just take the, the Metro North, too, from New York City, yeah. right, right yep. to Beacon. Yep. Wow. Take it right up. Um, I think it's a short walk into town, and then... Uh, short walk to hiking and all types of restaurants there. So it's just a complete experience, which is awesome. Um, other festivals, I just went uh, in Denver to the um, What the Funk Festival that Crooked Stave throws, and uh, I think they did it really well. They did it right. Um, that's a great brewery. Cura- yeah, yeah, love that. Great love their stuff. Well, that's cool, man. You yeah. get around. Yeah, I get around. And uh, another thing, so like craft versus, you know, macro, <laughs> you know, just picking things out of the air. Um, all the brews you have are, are pretty small, pretty pretty, you know, interesting for your festival. Um, it seems that there's not a there's not a lack of new craft breweries, small breweries that are like local and committed. You want to say anything about that? Sure. Yeah, I think the favorite part of my job is finding people who are doing some really cool stuff like that and being able to tell people about that and share that with other people i mean that's the best part i think of beer is being able to try something and then share that with other people and um, if you have an experience of of going into a tap room in a new place and uh you know having the platform to to tell people about that is awesome Um, so i was just up at uh, woodstock brewery which is opening up in um right outside woodstock new york so that's another a, Hudson Valley. Yeah, wow. another Hudson Valley. Bit of a drive, but um, I think they're going to be awesome. They're opening up soon. West Kill is up there too, which isn't one that a ton of people are, are talking about. Um, Fox Farm in Connecticut, um, I've heard, is, is awesome. So, yeah, just like finding, finding, I think when you're promoting a small brewery like that, you're promoting people as opposed to, as you mentioned, um, Big beer, evil empire. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say. I don't know. I won't say evil empire necessarily, but it's a it's a corporation for sure. It's a little less of of an individual. Whereas 
as you know, from going into these small breweries, you get to talk to a person and have a, a connection and a real relationship. I'll give you my anecdote. I, I, I was at a Union Square, and there's a holiday market up now for a whole month. Oh, and yeah. I was helping out a buddy, and uh, he, he's a guy who works in, you know, restaurant industry. He, he's a cook. You know, he's, he's, he's been a bartender. And he did bring out, at the end of the shift, he brought out a little bud, and, and everyone drank that. But then the next day, he kept going back, and he was he was going to whatever store he could and trying as many different beers as he, as he could. And he really was into craft beer, and, and he hadn't tried a lot of beers that, that we have. And you realize there's a lot of people that are just on the edge that really do want, mm. you know, to, to try new beers and, and craft beers. And I think the biggest issue is, is what's available in, in their store. You know, and, um, you know, if you're, if you're out in a certain neighborhood, you might only get some of the, the, the larger, you know, craft breweries or macros. Sure. So, um, I don't know. That's, that seems to be it, that they're on the verge of, of everyone really wants the craft. Yeah. They want the better product. Well, who wouldn't, right? But it's, it's accessibility to the right. beers is an issue in some places. That's definitely, I mean, I'm from Pittsburgh, and uh, it's starting to change, but the distribution into Pittsburgh is such that, you really don't have. I mean, New York is a is a mecca. New York is great. A lot of stuff moves through New York, um, but in Pittsburgh, for instance, um, like I said, starting to change. But you don't have as much uh, moving in there. So when you go to your average craft beer store in Pittsburgh, you don't have the same selection that you do coming in to to New York or or Philly, which is pretty close to New York. Um, and that's part of what we're trying to change with with what we're doing in the whole festival circuit. Is uh, bring yeah, bringing stuff into Cheers, the Cheers, Kenny. I am so glad that you're on the show. We're going to take a you. short break. We'll be back in a few minutes on Beer Sessions Radio. All right. In 1996, Sheehan Family Companies, formerly L. Knife & Son, acquired Union Beer Distributors, which was originally located on Union Avenue in Brooklyn. Union Beer has since expanded to its present location alongside the English Kills Canal in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. It has grown dramatically in the last decade as the primary distributor of Anheuser-Busch products for Brooklyn and parts of Queens through the hiring and development of the best people in the industry. In 2003, Union Beer acquired a powerful catalog of specialty brands, which immediately positioned them as the craft beer supplier to accounts in Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, the Bronx, Staten Island, and Long Island. Union perpetually tweaks their portfolio to maintain the highest level of stylistic breadth with the most coveted brands available. Through the highest possible level of service, outstanding salesmanship of the ultimate lineup of brands, and a paramount focus on education at all levels, Union Beer has solidified its position as the only source for the best selection of beers in the seven counties of southeastern New York. For more information, visit unionbeerdist.com. Hey, welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. Hey, check us out, heritageradionetwork.org. There's a big membership drive going on, and on December 4th, you can come to the Heritage Radio Network party. It's a first annual fundraiser. It's going to be a big shindig, but check it out, heritageradionetwork.org, and under members and donate and all that. And it's a great, great place to get put your money in before the end of the year. So we're talking with Kenny from Hop Culture and... Uh, He's got a festival coming up, Juicy Brew, and Justin Kennedy, our producer, just joined us. But right before the break, we started talking about, I think one of the biggest issues is, you know, for, for Kenny's Fest, Juicy Brew, there's, he's bringing in all these specialty small craft breweries. That's what I like. You know, I, I own a, when I own a bar or I'm at a festival, I get to choose kind of what, you know, what I want. On the show, people are bringing us all the new best stuff. But I really feel like for a lot of people, whether they're at a restaurant or bar, and especially if they're in a supermarket setting or, or a deli somewhere, if they're outside of like these core, you know, urban areas, you know, what what are the choices available available to them? You know, sometimes I'm out way out on on Long Island, and you know, it's all macro in the store. There there might be a an, an AB owned crafty beverage, and you know, maybe one local. So, you know, I think that's a big challenge facing the industry is is actually getting into those distribution networks, and I think that's where the macro guys might be trying to lock everybody out. Yeah, I think I think that might be true, Jimmy. But there's also 
breweries everywhere now. So I think if you're going out to Long Island, you're going to visit the small breweries. You're going to buy beer directly from them and not rely on the grocery store. And if you have to rely on a drugstore, you can still buy a Sierra, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale or Celebration yeah. or whatever. Well, that's so what I mean to say is we think that, and in the places that we go, we know that, and we know to go yeah, to the I breweries. Think it, yeah. But I meant like a, a cook that I was working with this weekend, for him, you know, he doesn't always have those options. And sure. even he said yeah. where he lives farther out in Queens, there, there really aren't options at his store. So for I think... For, when we talk about, I think I'm talking about like the market, and people talk about how much of you know the market is craft as as a big issue. This is something to talk about. We never talk yeah. like this. It's Thanksgiving. Let's talk about beer. Sure. But um, you know, I think that that for the average person, what's available to them, it, there's not that many choices in 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 their store. Yeah. You know, let's talk about well, that. One thing that I've seen lately is in the same. Vein that you have. I'm just stirring the pot. Yeah, no, it's we good. got your good candy here. You know, <laughs> I disagree with you, Jimmy. So yeah, we'll, that's good. <laughs> we'll, we'll get going. into it. But yeah, oh, getting, don't getting, don't go me in between you guys. Uh, one thing I've seen lately is is just like you have craft breweries. I've started to see uh, craft distributors pop up, which I think is fascinating. So yeah. right now you have uh, distributors kind of locking a lot of people into very long term contracts or even in perpetuity. So you might sign on with a distributor if you're a, a brewery uh, in Pennsylvania for the lifetime of your brewery. And those are the terms that, that they're offering. Um, and you can't really do anything about that because they have the best distribution networks or yeah. they're the only distribution network set up in that area. Um, but I've started to see um, smaller distributors, just like you have small craft guys who are offering you know much more favorable terms Maybe short term, a, exactly yeah. short term. See how it works out, and we'll go from there. Exactly, so, yeah. and and I think that really fits in with the craft ethos of kind of um, building a community and and interacting with people on a person to person basis as opposed to uh, a company. Yeah, yeah, we got a couple of those in New York. I know Serene and uh, Remarkable Liquids are the two biggest ones that I can mm-hmm. think of that. Do smaller, you know, they they have a smaller portfolio. They're bringing in really specialty. Not that the other guys aren't. I mean, Union Beer brings in incredible stuff. Yeah, <laughs> they got everything from, <laughs> and they have all your festivals. Yeah. Well, one thing also is New York State has changed. New York used to be that way where you're locked in, mm-hmm. and it, it has changed. Guys like uh, Steve okay. Hindi at Broken Brewery led the fight. Nice. So actually, if if you're at a distributor, what used to happen? This is a story from from Brooklyn Brewery that I can I can say because it's been on the air. Is that uh, say a, a distributor again, like farther out, not in a major urban area where there's not as much competition, would have taken in a, a, a label like Brooklyn Brewery and use it in their advertising. But then actually, what they were selling, they'd be pushing like cheaper products. Hmm. So Brooklyn Brewery, they would use it, you know, to sell other stuff. And it, at that time in New York, over 20 years ago, Brooklyn Brewery was locked in. And now, if, if you actually, if the sales go down, basically now the, the breweries are protected in New York State. If you're not selling less, if they're selling less than a certain percentage, you know, of your beer, or you can get out of that contract. So New York has actually been really progressive, the same way it's been, you know, progressive about new breweries. Yeah, so, that's yeah. great. But it's becoming, I think, New York's becoming a model. But still, when you go out into these other areas, it is true. You're, you're there are certain neighborhoods. You walk in, and it's a kick-ass, you know, display, 400 beers, you know. Yeah. But I still feel that for a lot of people, they don't have as many choices as we think that they do. Right. Yeah, we're definitely spoiled in the city. Yeah, I just recently discovered my local bodega carries Lawson's uh, <laughs> Sip of Sunshine. So, but, you know, I walk in there, I can tell what the, That's they, one ca- of my they carry union stuff. They carry uh, 12%. They carry re- a little bit of Remarkable and... You just look and you're like, like wow, they, they got a lot of awesome stuff here. But I can just see which distributors that they're uh, working with. Let's, let's go on so. that tech. So you said seeing Lawson's you know, in, in your store, that I, my eyes would light up for that too. Yeah, I, I was yeah. like, holy shit, this is, like, what, this is awesome. I'm going to buy What are some other, other ones that, that you would, if you saw in like your regular corner store, you'd be... Oh, the same place also sells uh, Omnipolio, which is a... Swedish oh, yeah. brewery that I think they make beer in the states now. Um, a lot of Evil Twins, Stillwater. Uh, so that's all the twelve percent portfolio. Yep. Um, I love Sierra Nevada for bodega beer. You know, six six pack of uh, Celebration Ale this time of year is. I'll give a shout out my, my friend the cook again from my market experience this weekend. My friend the cook, 
you know, I realize he doesn't get to talk a lot about craft beer. He's from Dominican Republic, great guy, hardworking guy, loves beer. And he was like, we, he all of a sudden kept saying, but Sierra Nevada, man, everything from Sierra Nevada is good. <laughs> That's true. Everything yeah, true. from there from them yeah. is good. Some of it's great, but almost everything is good. I, I feel that way about Allagash. For, yeah, for yeah. sure. For I love sure. I love Allagash. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm an Allagash fanboy. People know that. And they have pretty <laughs> wide distribution. Um, they do, yeah. Mostly urban areas. But I think, you know, so I go to Florida for holiday. You were saying you do too. Yeah, I Kenny, do as well. uh, and I like checking out the new breweries there, but if I can't find anything that I feel comfortable uh, doing, I'll always get Sierra Nevada PLO. Now so. let's switch subjects. So okay. you know, next next popular beer style. You know, there was there's IPAs, there, there's sour that, that are at your fest. Can't go wrong with that. Everybody's yeah. going to love that. I just started reading uh, from the Brewers Association the the, the session beer book by Jim yep. Tyler. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got that too. Yeah. And uh, so it made me start thinking about what is what is the next style. Like if I, for example, say I was going to open a brew pub or a small yeah. brewery, would I? What's the next style that I would want to focus on? Or things like Hefeweizen going to come back? When you mentioned Allagash, I think about yeah. their white. I, what do you guys think? If I were opening a new brewery, what would be something that IPAs? <laughs> IPAs <laughs> yeah, why, why? Seriously, I think IPAs broke, are. Um, they're not going anywhere. They're evolving. Uh, it's unfortunate, <laughs> but that's what... Uh, you think it's unfortunate? A little bit, yeah. I personally prefer to drink other things lately, but... Uh, well, you should try the Equilibrium. This is pretty good. Let's pop this yeah, next let's one. Pop, that's a, and, um, no, it's a, it's a, it's a good I, style. I think a lot of people do it well, uh, or a few people do it really well. A lot of people do it kind of mediocre, but uh, these guys are great. I think, Jimmy, you hit the nail on the head with session beers. I think... Um, Table beers and kind of the the lower ABV beers are are making a push, but I also agree that IPAs aren't going anywhere. the The haze craze might seem like a trend, and it, and it might be, but um, it's going to be around it, for a little bit longer. It works, yeah. Yeah, people like it. There was a little Facebook controversy. You know, Steve Beaumont, our buddy, based Toronto based yeah. writer. Um, there was a Garrett Oliver was quoted. In England, mentioning <clears throat> I saw that, New yeah. England IPAs and hazy. Um, first, Steve Beaumont's a great writer. If you don't know him, follow him on Facebook because when he starts a conversation on Facebook, it it is like journalism. I mean, everyone who answers is a writer, and it's some of the most interesting reading out there. Um, but you know, what is it? New England IPAs, hazy. You know, I think all that stuff is just if you want to make a buck these days, that's that's what you go for, and. Uh, a lot of people, you know, I think Kenny's got an awesome curated list of those breweries that do it really well. well. This equilibrium is it's own, it's kind of like a it's a hazy IPA, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. this is that super style. hazy. Yeah. yeah, both of these. But do you think what, what's what's the is there going to be a name for that style? Is it just hazy well, the IPA? Northeast IPA, right? Is, is that Northeastern New England IPA? I, I mean, that's going to splinter at some point where people start distinguishing between all these different things. But well, I, I love it so much. Uh, yeah, Davis. Dave's, Dave gets to drink <laughs> all big, the leftover fan. beer. <laughs> yeah, we'll that's why some. he works here. Uh, he likes waiting in line for beer too. So. Yeah, <laughs> I do too. I'll wait in line. Uh, um, it's like I I don't know what I don't know what else. I I think Pilsner's coming back a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I was just down in Austin, Texas, and they make a lot of awesome Pilsner down there. And uh, it's hot down there. And that's yeah, it's hot. And there's a German. Uh, you know, there's a German tradition around those yeah, areas. Yeah, so and even Bach beer too, right? Bach beer, yeah. Yep. I think uh, Celis Brewery just reopened this they year. They did, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a like a wood beer, but uh, yeah. yeah. Um, have you have you been to Hudson Valley? I have. Yeah, I mentioned them earlier, but I think they're doing something with IPAs that nobody else uh, has really done yet, um, and I think you know what is that. Uh, the sour, the sour IPA. Yeah, I mean, I've had sour IPAs before. They've mostly been not good. Um, but, but is it like a bread IPA or is it no, really it's, sour? It is a. I think it's a kettled sour beer, so it's lactobacillus and yeah, pediococcus. There's a lot of lacto. Um, you can definitely taste that. Yeah. Um, but they're, God, it's so interesting. It's so hard to describe. It's like trying to describe the color red to someone who hasn't seen red before. You know, <laughs> it's like. How do you explain a flavor uh, to someone who's... It, it's, 
I've never tasted anything like it. I'll say it's that. It's like when I go shopping with my 15-year-old daughter at a makeup store. <laughs> there are many shades of red. Dude. <laughs> you didn't so know there were so many shades. That's of like red. sour IPAs. <laughs> that's exactly. That's it. a good. That's a good point. You know, One of the you... other breweries on your list, Austin Street, they do great stuff with Brett and hops. They have a series. Oh yeah. Uh, I think it was a beer called Brett Loves Hops or something like that, and. It was one of my favorite beers last year, two years ago, whenever I had it. So, and then Justin, for you, I mean, you get you bringing in different beers every week. You got a lot of samples in the mail. I do. Um, <laughs> are, is there anything new style? Let's go back to style. Style wise, that you're seeing, or you're getting the same stuff? Um, it's a lot of the same stuff, to be honest. <laughs> it's not. It's not a lot of new stuff. Um, a lot of uh, messed up stouts, like stuff that has. <laughs> Either fruit in it or uh, different barrel aging, different adjuncts. Um, it's pastry stouts. Not a fan of yeah Those dessert stouts. I just had some uh, the latest batch of Bourbon County, and uh, a lot of those were not uh, not drinkable for me. So um, some of them were pretty good, the basic ones. But yeah, I don't know. I feel uh, there's. I feel like we're treading our wheel. I guess it's back to what we were saying. It's cure. You got to curate. Curate. You yeah. Have, no. There's seven thousand breweries in the country, right? And you I think can't six thousand now. Six thousand. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. Some, maybe some seven thousand with cold, ones but, in planning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, even six thousand. Like, how do you? You can't get to all of them, right? No, like, no. how do you know? How, what, how do you choose? What do yeah. you do? Um, I'd like to see more spontaneous fermentation. I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um, I've seen that from uh, Black Project in Denver. Denver's doing a lot of it. Um, kind of the middle of the country's doing a lot of it. Jester King. Yeah. Um, is is Crooked Stave spontaneous fermentation? or do They, 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 they do something? it. They do it. They do a little bit, yeah. I think Black uh, Project is 100%. No, that's incorrect. I shouldn't say that. I think they're about 100%, but... They do a lot of it. Uh you know, and, and Pete, I'm going to reference, Pete Brown was on a couple of weeks ago in his, his book, Miracle Brew. At the end, he was he went through his yeast chapter. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm letting Pete know I actually read the whole book. <laughs> the yeast <laughs> chapter. And uh, he wasn't a fan of sour beers, but he went to a sour beer uh, festival in, in Belgium. And he actually, he, he tasted and loved Crooked Stave and wrote a lot about it. Oh, Crooked Stave's great. I mean, the, the people there are great. The beers they're doing are great. They actually started a clean program, which I think is super interesting. Yeah, I had their Pilsner when I was out there. For yeah. You mean uh, non-sour beer? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Most breweries start with non-sour, and then they'll, they'll get into sour. Um, but they're one of the few that I can think of that started... Exclusively sour, and then went. You know, it's it's, it's almost a Belgian thing. There, there's Beerzel, which is uh, a Belgian brewery, and they, mm-hmm. they I think they make more sour beers. They have a, a Beerzel lager that is is one of the best lagers out of Belgium. That's a Shelton brother beer. Yeah, I think once you go towards that sour thing for a while, you start to swing back towards clean beers. That's where I, you know, for me uh, personally, my my profile or my uh, palate wants to drink just like kind of boring beers like, <laughs> uh whether yeah. that's a pilsner or a, or a hefeweizen or whatever but you know you get you just get fatigued from all the yeah. weird flavors that are going on so all right man we're having a cool beer talk here we'll be back in a few minutes on beer sessions radio all right Like what you hear? Heritage Radio Network has plenty more. With fresh programming every week, we've got something for everyone. Trying to start your own food business? Concerned about where your food comes from? Looking for the best wine or beer to bring to a party? Find our shows on iTunes or Stitcher. Or head to heritageradionetwork.org to listen live and subscribe to our newsletter. Hey, all right. Welcome back to Beer Sessions Radio on the Heritage Radio Network. We got some downtime. It's it's Thanksgiving. It's the kind of week where everybody's out in Manhattan. The bars are full. We're hanging out, kicking back. We're pulling out some beers from the fridge here. This was this is one I brought last week, Jimmy, and I didn't open. It. That <laughs> so looks like Hardywood, if I'm not mistaken. It's a Hardywood Foolery. It is a Imperial Milk Stout aged in bourbon barrels. It's 13% alcohol. So. We were talking last week. We had a great barrel aged show with the, the kids from Beer Table. And let's talk about how, how, how beer gets to you guys as journalists. Um, I'm not a journalist because I don't get 
beer in the mail, but you guys do. We do. You know, how, how do people interact with you? I mean, I get some really weird emails. I just want to say this. <laughs> right now, like Stella and I think even Budweiser have people emailing media regularly about yeah. how cool this, and it's a really long email with details, but it's, it's Stella and it's Bud. Um, how are people interacting with, with you guys as, as journalists? I get it beamed to me straight through Instagram. I don't know about you. No, I don't get much Instagram, mostly just email. <laughs> uh, yeah, I get, I don't know, a dozen, two dozen emails a day about PR stuff. And yeah. Most of it I just delete. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but then, you know, you'll see something that looks interesting and they'll get your address. And I, I've heard there's databases <laughs> Of uh, writers, uh, and they'll they'll find they'll find you I and, a few and send you stuff. Yeah. yeah, which is it's usually great, but uh, yeah, like Hardywood is the one we're drinking now. They, Let's yeah, talk about Hardywood's cool. Maybe yeah, five really or six cool. years Hardywood ago, is very cool. They tracked me down at Jimmy's number forty three, and one one of the the partners or, or managers actually showed up with beer and they never really overwhelmed me. They were really cool about it, but they would actually come in person a couple of times. And yeah. I think once or twice they mailed me a couple special special releases and i like their beers too yeah so they're out of richmond virginia and uh, they've been around for five or six years now i think and they make i guess what they've kind of become known for is their barrel aged stouts mm-hmm. and barrel aged uh other beers this is hardywood yeah foolery. they do foolery yeah the christmas morning christmas morning uh i think gingerbread is, stout. is it still the highest rated milk stout of all time <laughs> i don't know yeah. uh maybe it's 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 not my favorite beer. No, not yours. Make. This one is, I think, a little bit better. But uh, I do like this a lot. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't a, just this is a straight. tough, tough panel of critics, guys. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, Nothing gets by these. They're guys. building a new facility. I don't know if you. Yeah, in Goochland, yeah. Virginia, which uh-huh. is my favorite. Name, name, but Kenny. Place. So you know, you you went from gear uh, gear patrol. If you don't know, I mean, I think it's cool when you told me you're a gear Thanks. patrol. I'm like, oh, my ears perked up because <laughs> you've covered some things that that I worked on in the past, and um, you know, so obviously you've had access to the best beers and the best brewers. But but with hop culture, you know, so w- w- what are you trying to do with hop culture as a as an online magazine? Yeah, I I um, alluded to it a little bit before. I think um, there's six thousand breweries in the country. How do you know? what to try, how do you know what to keep an eye out for, um, when you're traveling, where do you go, and what do you look for. Um, so I, I think as a magazine, the, the goal for us is really to curate um, the, the best of what's out there. You know, we kind of do a lot of the legwork, um, we travel a lot, we have writers all over the country, um, we have an Instagram at Hop Culture Mag. we do a lot of photography from, from our travels. Um, it's kind of just seeking what's out there and, uh, being able to really curate, uh, what's out there for, for everyone. And you did. And then, uh, back to this list for the event, Juicy Brews. I'm getting excited about this. I, I learned about civil society through, through union. I think last year we almost had them on. They yeah. Were, those guys have been in town quite a bit. Uh, they do a lot of collaborations with uh, local breweries, Finback and other half. And I think they just did one with Magnify. Magnify LIC Beer Jersey, Project. Yeah, yeah. they're uh, yeah they got a strong New York City connection. So. But for, from Vermont, this one jumps out at me. Foam, foam, yeah, foam. Tell me about. I haven't tried them yet. Heard a lot about them. How how did you get them? Foam. Uh, I called. I called them. <laughs> <laughs> they're in Vermont. I've actually never been there. Um, there was a person on our team had recommended that one to me, um, and I reached out to them. And uh, they're in Burlington, right? Can I they? think that. Yeah, I think they they are in Burlington. Yeah, um, Vermont is just its own enclave of awesome beer. Um, <laughs> That's true. Yeah, uh, but they were super super nice. Um, it's I think it's unique in a lot of the breweries that that I meet and talk to in that uh they have a quite a few founders and i think they all come out of the industry out of different parts of the industry i think there's six six of them or seven of them maybe um oh, but wow. I, yeah I've heard oh, guys all. we got a special this is a, uh, this is thanksgiving yes. guys we have yeah. uh, some fresh pizza our pizza has arrived in from uh robalta and Chef uh, Pasquale Cozzolini. Pasquale. Sit down, grab the mic. And, and Robert Michael Jones, who's uh, repping the Buda uh, Antoniona. 
which is an artisanal beer from Italy. So you guys yes, sit down, yes. jump in. And Welcome, hey. my friend. Let's get your voices on. <laughs> Sorry, you're late. <laughs> no, you get, Robert, first, talk on the mic, bro. We, 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 we this is behind the scenes, kids. Just listen in. Um, Robert, good to see you, buddy. Just talking good to the to mic. See you too, yeah, absolutely. Right in the mic. Good to see you. And Chef Cosolini, how are you? Oh, very good. Very good. Uh, every, you know, we tried to get some helicopter, but. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're, it's the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, which is kind of like a Friday for most people. So you probably hit some traffic. Next time, take the L train to Morgan Stop, exactly. Roberts. But, yeah, we, will, so, we will definitely be doing. Quick, that. Robert. So you work with Ribalta. Mm-hmm. Tell me about Ribalta. You're making some of the best pizza in New York. We're gonna go head to head with Robertus tonight. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit, you know. Um, Ribalta, born in 2012, and uh, you know. I want to literally replicate what uh, is the pizza in Naples because I'm from Naples, born and raised. So I took this recipe and taste it. Come on, Robert. And so the recipe is uh, the oldest recipe that we have in Naples. I just did some more uh, touch on myself, like a long fermentation over 72 hours. Uh, 90% of hydration, so much more water. And uh, I'm sorry it's cold because it took mm. like a... We did this like two hours ago. <laughs> we were literally in a cab for, for an hour I'll tell you what, and 15 Why would I pay? How much is this pizza? This is a whole pizza. What, what does this, this cost? This is uh, the amount of like, uh, like two pizzas is $30. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why would I pay $30 instead of a 99-cent slice in Manhattan? I'll tell you why. Because the 99-cent slice doesn't taste good anyways, but as soon as it's not hot, yeah. it really tastes like cardboard. This, as a cold pizza... This is really fucking good. Thank and you. Kenny's Thank like, you. can I swear in the air? Yes. You can swear if it's fucking good, man. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so much. Thank you, Rivaldo. You guys came up. This was, I never had you came from Manhattan to deliver me pizza. Yeah, this is better than getting free beer from uh, beer reps, you know? It's better what, than caviar. I don't eat, I don't eat pizza. Uh, I haven't eaten pizza in like two years. I'm, I'm eating. I'm eating pizza today. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. <laughs> and then Robert, you, you're working for uh, Bira Antoniana. Yes, yes. So, I, so why don't you cra- so, let's let's pop in and taste it. Too. So yeah, so I'm working for Bira Antoniana, a great little uh, craft brewery out of uh, Padua, family-owned craft brewery out of Padua. I, uh, Michele and uh, Sandro Vecchiato are the two owners, and they've been uh, they've been at it since 2011. I, uh, you know. They, they, they rock what they're doing. So essentially, we're seeing a kind of emergence of craft beer in Italy right now. You see brands like Baladin um, coming out of like little kind of northern and uh, kind of mid areas in Italy where you have a lot of the fantastic... <laughs> you have some of the fantastic uh, ingredients that kind of culminate. So, so part of the big thing with Beer Antoniana is that they are really... Uh, very dedicated to sourcing all of their ingredients from Italy, um, and not only that, they just bought up uh, six. They bought up uh, six thousand hectares in uh, in, Nap- uh, in Naples. Uh, they have thousands and thousands and thousands of uh, of acres of land all over uh, Italy, where they grow their own malt, they grow their own hops, and they get their own bottles. They so they cut to the chase. When we go to an Italian restaurant. Too often there's a Peroni, a Moretti. Absolutely. And, you know, there's stuff like Baladine that we love, but it's on the super high end. Right, so this is something right. that... This is going to be, be that mid-range. The so, craft. So something that you're looking for, like uh, like what you're drinking right now, you're drinking Altinate. That's going to be the Italian's answer to the IPA. You're looking at 33 IBUs on that. The SRM is a little bit darker than what you'll see for an IPA, but it brings out that little bit of malty, mango-y character that you kind of can get used to in a tropical IPA. Um, Like I said, all of the ingredients are sourced directly from Italy, so it's kind of interesting you get some of that that earthy earthy aridness from the the highlands. and and it's you know super it's good it's different yeah I was I was originally for the show um, sorry you guys were stuck in traffic we we're gonna taste <laughs> the IPAs that uh, Kenny brought versus the Italian beer and see what was better with pizza but but chef now we we got chef Cosolini <laughs> on come on I put you on Instagram my friend Gennaro Pesciu loves you so you're a big deal you, you you had a book about what the pizza diet yeah I used to be like uh, 372 pounds 
And uh, one day I was, you know, you had two seats in the airplane. Yeah, exactly. Maybe <laughs> My three. God. Almost three because I'm tall. I'm, I'm six six. So <laughs> I was even bigger. No, I mean, I, I tried many diets. That's because you had too I, much pasta, right? No, 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 no. Actually, the Italians. <laughs> that's funny because Italians, we eat pizza and pasta every day. We are the skinniest in Europe. So that's not the carbs, the problem. That's why I came up with the pizza diet. It depends on which carbs you eat and which quality quality of carbs you eat. So I came up with this diet. You know, I worked next to a nutritionist, a doctor. And we came up with this diet that is based basically the Mediterranean diet, but you got to put in the center of your diet something of your diet, something that uh, makes you happy when you wake up in the morning and not um, like uh, so you have chocolate, sad, you chocolate know, you know, for you know when, you, when you have a diet, restricted diet, you wake up in the morning and say, oh my God, I'm so starving before to wake up. Oh, yeah. When you have your favorite food in the middle of your diet, you know, it makes easier the job. So, of course, it's not this size pizza. It's chocolate pizza. <laughs> it's a smaller... Uh, but you think that... So the quality of the food matters. The same as the quality yeah. of beer. Yeah. So you're saying, how long do you let the dough sit? 72 hours. This, so one? this, is, this is not fast food. No. This is quality. Slow food. This is slow food. Yeah, the, the water inside is not almost 90%. So the percentage of water is very high. So you have less flour, more water. And that's why the color is low. The, the, the whole pie, I mean, the individual pie, 11 inches, is five, uh, 540 calories. That's it. That's less than a big yeah. 540 <laughs> calories in that whole yeah. thing? No, no, no. I mean, the this individual one. This is yeah. double. This oh, is okay. So it's Still, yeah. this is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I can have half the pie. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we're saying you could, you could go to Chipotle and get a burrito, or you can go to, you know, Mexico and Mexico. get a burrito. It's different. It's different burritos. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. I haven't been to Mexico City. The food is, is amazing. Mm. Literally amazing. So, Chef, is that, what do you like to drink? Do you drink beer more? Do I'm you wine more? A, I'm Italian. I'm now a wine guy. I'm a beer guy. Beer guy. So, I only drink beer. So, you, uh, what do you think of these beers, the beer to Antoniana? No, I'm, I mean, I like uh, every kind of beers. I, I, really, I really like Antoniana. Actually, we have in my restaurant. Yeah. And... Um, we have the one uh, in that we that we made in Naples, the the Marechiaro. Uh, you know, just to keep the so philosophy. It's for pizza. Yeah, pizza, just blah blah blah. Pizza. There's a lot we can talk about. I'm sorry, we're, we're not to have you back because we're, we're not going to go on that much longer. Mm -hmm. The big story in pizza in New York is that other guy from Naples, uh, who's coming to the Bowery. Uh, uh, what's Sorbillo. Sorbillo. I don't know if they're coming. You don't know that. Because maybe they're not coming. Because it was all over Eater in <laughs> New York. Maybe anymore. they're not coming. But he no, says I mean, he beat the mafia in, in Naples. Uh, no, they're not. I mean, uh, they already opened up a spot in, uh, in uh, Little Italy. Uh, they're already closed. I mean, I believe New York is a very different city. Uh, I came here with nothing. I was nobody. And then I, I built my story here in New York. Uh, for chefs that comes from other countries... They think they're very known in them country. They come here, oh, okay, it's easy for us. It's not. New York wants you prove here in New York City what you So maybe you New York pizza is better than Naples. Um, I mean, I do Neapolitan pizza here. But you make it's it in New York. It's better than Neapolitan guy than come in New York to do the <laughs> Neapolitan pizza. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so my story. So you got, you got yours, Ribalta, which yeah. is great. Out here, Roberta's, one of my favorites. Of course. Motorino, mm -hmm. they're pretty good. Mm -hmm. Uh they're all good, aren't they? Yeah, there is another one on uh, um, Austin Street. It's called Song Enapole. That means uh, Music of Naples. It's, uh, this guy is a very tiny, tiny uh, pizzeria. And uh, the guy is super funny. You go there, he sings uh, during, you know, he's making pizza. He sings, <laughs> sings uh, to the yeah, Chiro. Chiro. You got to try him. He's, yeah. he's a great guy. <laughs> Rob, you're just talking to him. Oh, yeah, no, no. I, yeah, it's, it's you know... Some some of the big part of of you know New York is pizza, and I think kind of getting back to the roots of what really defines pizza in New York is so important. You have pizza from all over the place, and especially kind of what we know is some of the best pizza in New York is is Neapolitan pizza. Uh, it's it's the thin crust. It's 
you know, it's going to be... And you work at Rebalta too. And I do work at Rebalta as well. And so, you know, it's... Uh, I I I love selling beer. I love selling pizza. So it's it, it kind of goes hand in hand, especially when you get uh, it, it excites me when you get like new new people coming to New York. I'd say at least seventy percent of the people that come into Rebalta are first time guests. So you know you get people that are coming in from all over the United States. They've never had New York pizza. They're super excited. What is New York pizza? Well, New York pizza is just like the rest of the world or the rest of the country is uh, it's immigrants coming here and making pizza which is the, the best part of New York it's not what is New York you're calling it's an what, immigrant come on it, it's, no. it's, it's all that's the diff- other show that's the political show Justin for you <laughs> pizza and beer pairing uh, you think some of these IPAs from the Hudson Valley would go well with pizza does, yeah, anything, think, go, does everything go with pizza in Hudson any? Valley I'd say be, everything goes with beer <laughs> everything goes with beer. Uh, I think everything goes with pizza. I prefer wine with pizza, but um, that's you know kind of strange. Uh, but yeah, I think some of the sour IPAs could totally go with some of the pizza. You get a nice do. cheese in there. Okay. That that yeah. nice high acidity for a cheese to kind of. So one thing that I wait, do, Chef. Sorry, like, oh, go, 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 go ahead. Go this ahead. guy, we got to get him. It's funny because it's something that I noticed in, even even in my restaurant. Every you no, know, you guys. I'm, you all drink wine by the pizza on the pizza, yeah. Next to the pizza, in Italy we all drink beer. That's what I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's and I'll tell you like, inside street. I, I can think I can say this on there. Roberta's, yeah. you'd have a great wine program, a cocktail program. Mm-hmm. The owner actually told me, and this is a great pizza place. That this is a great beer place. So I think a lot of people that come here know yeah, this. Roberta's beer is a great goes beer place. with with pizza, you know. Mm-hmm. And on on dry, I can't believe what they have online here sometimes, like. Oxbow and Hill Farmstead, you know, really great. So big shout out to Beer and Pizza, man. Thank you. Um, keep talking, Chef. You're, you're you know, <laughs> I, I got to meet you in the spring with Robert. I, I, I really, Robert, five words, quick. I met you. You had the hot blog. You're an aspiring beer guy, and you got a job selling beer, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you're living the dream. I, I started. I mean, it was uh, 11 months ago yesterday that I started my beer blog, uh, and. My sister like encouraged me to do it, and then uh, basically I started doing it. I met you through, uh, uh, through Brustoria, uh, Brustoria Club in Queens. Yep, yeah. and you, I did a shout out to you on a post, and then you invited me to a, a, a beer festival, and then you invited me to pour well, beer could, festivals. You posted and, something, and you got four hundred likes, man. Yeah, yeah, no, well, absolutely. We these it, things, of course, of course, and it, you know, it just kept on growing and growing, and now. Um, my, me and my sister are like head and head, like who's going to get to 10,000 followers faster. I mean, Pasquale has almost, I mean, 50,000. Yeah, almost sixty. Almost sixty thousand. I'll, I'll join that race. We're almost at ten thousand. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, hey, hey, you want to go? Yeah, you want to throw it down for a pizza? Uh, let's throw it down for a pizza. Let's throw it down for right a pizza here, right I, now. I would be down for that. What are you at? What are you at? I'm at seventy four. So I, I mean, my sister's okay. at yeah. We're yeah, at eighty two. Okay. Okay. So we're not. So maybe, right, maybe there's a handicap. <laughs> but you know, Pasquale. So you, you also have two different names. Your chef Pasquale Rabalta. Uh, on, 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 <laughs> it's just Cozzolino. That is my na- my last name. Um, but really, so ah, it, Brigante, Brigante. In Italy, Brigante. so you're saying people like to drink beer with their pizza? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, in every pizzeria, the the number of beers is crazy. Uh, are, you from, are you from Naples? Naples City, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm actually never saw a bottle of wine next to the to a pizza in Naples. In Naples. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I mean I'm happy because um, I think the beer is better with the pizza because the bubbles cleans here you know it's matched perfectly with the the acidity of the tomato. Yeah, I'm just thinking like carbs on carbs. Like I like the carbs and carbs. Yeah, I like I like uh, what wheat wine and does wheat. when you're it's when like you're the eating. turducken. Yeah, exactly. Or more meat and meat. You're thinking meat. about is this Thanksgiving almost? I, and this is like my Thanksgiving dinner right now. I'd rather have Ribalta pizza and Roberta's pizza mm-hmm. and some good beer. Screw the, the turkey, man. Uh, <laughs> some people do that, but that's a... And we have to be careful what we say on air now because, you know... You know. Don't worry about the carbs. <laughs> Don't worry about the carbs. But the pizza diet, I still, th- this is contrary to everything everyone believes in, you know, Atkins diet going way back. So yeah, having I mean, good food, being happy, you good lost food, a lot um, of weight. Timing. Uh, I mean, if you You were eat, 392, uh, now you're 300 and... I'm, at, I'm 225 now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, 100 pounds? 
six five, six six. Mm-hmm. He's a I big mean, guy. If, if you were here, he's just sitting down. He's taller than me. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, um, many people uh, blame pizza, blame pasta. But Kenny's they, like, why they didn't they drink I do coconut? a beer and pizza festival? Yeah, I'm come like, on, damn it. That's next. That's next. Actually, yeah. it's a good idea. Beer Actually, and pizza uh, festival. We, we, do you have any food at the Juicy Brew Fest? Yeah, we do. We got Strange Flavor coming. Uh, they're Brooklyn uh, Szechuan style. Oh, yeah? Yeah, awesome, awesome people. And we got Molly's Milk Truck, um, which just opened a brick and mortar in Williamsburg. Um, they're pretty dope, too. And then Robalta. So it's a 12th Street near 12, Broadway in Manhattan. Broadway. So in Manhattan. We're back Manhattan. to Manhattan. <laughs> and yeah. if I go in, just a, ty- a typical experience... Um, I walk in. Italian experience. You, you know, the, is there a host? Is there a bar? There is a bar right when you get in the restaurant on, to the left, and uh, Italian all over, <laughs> literally Italian all over. Our customers are tourists from Italy. They come here, they try some stuff outside, you know, and then the Italians are so crazy, and they come to us the whole week of vacation. <laughs> I say, try something different. <laughs> I mean, you're in New York City. I, I'm like that. I don't know about you, Justin. When you were down in Austin, was there one place you found that you kept going back to? or you kind No, of I went to a bunch of different world. places, but yeah, barbecue was the, the, the meat stuff was what I was going for. So uh, I like to, yeah, I've heard Italians like to just eat Italian. <laughs> I've heard it like Italy, like the number one uh, customer is like Italian tourists. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. But, I like um, it. To, I, I would go back there too. Thank you, know? you man. And um, so this pizza again, so you couldn't rush this though. Let's say it's a, you, you got really busy one night. It's by the order. It's by the order. You know, it's a, like, we do this pizza only when you sit at the table and we prepare for but, you. But I mean the dough. Yeah. So what if you were so busy one night? Mm-hmm. And you didn't have the, the dough sitting for seventy-two hours. Could no, you I'm, I I calculate. I calculate. Yeah. I always have a, a, like a twenty, thirty percent of more dough, and the, the, when uh, I have some leftover, I do bread with that dough. Yeah, so I make more than normal. <laughs> and then uh, another word, as as a pizza maker and a brewer, you know uh-huh. the grains that you use. You know, did you ever go to a, a, a wheat farm or? Do you know where your, where your wheat comes from or your flour? Yeah, um, I don't know. I think everybody knows that ninety uh, percent of the grains has come from Canada. Even the Italian one doesn't exist anymore because um, it's not worth to grow uh, wheat in Italy because you need huge spaces and the result is not what you want. So we basically buy wheat from Turkey, from uh, Canada, from Russia. We are very good as coffee, as uh, wheat, as chocolate. We are very good to mill, to toast, uh, to process. So we take uh, ingredients for, from all over the world. And we you just, mean in Italy? We are good, we are good to, to process, yeah. yeah. And then, um, well, this is, I'm so glad you guys came <laughs> in. I got to taste this pizza. I'm gonna, Jimmy, I'm gonna Jimmy can, I give, can I give a piece of shout out real quick? Go for it. Uh, if you're ever in Pittsburgh, Spack Bros, S-P-A-K. That's a little hometown favorite, a little uh, hidden gem, Spack Bros in Pittsburgh. Right. They uh, do something, maybe not maybe not quite quite Italian style, but it's pretty damn good. Is Justin, a favorite, a favorite pizza of yours besides Roberta's? Uh, two Amy's Pizza in Washington, D.C. is my favorite. That was wow. quick. You, you had that ready. <laughs> I, it holds a dear place in my heart, so... And then last, it was a big shout out, Juicy Brews Fest, December Juicy 3rd. Juicy Brews Fest, yeah, uh, December Discount 3rd. Discount code. If you go to hopculture.com and you uh, look for Juicy Brews NYC, discount code is uh, Beer Sessions. That'll get you 10% off wow. the ticket. That's named after us. That's I love this place. You, I love that guy. <laughs> see you there. But this is fun. I, I really want to appreciate it. To me, this is my Thanksgiving show, and this is the best Thanksgiving I ever had. And I'm not into turkeys, really, but I do like really good pizza. I like beer. Uh, what's the name of the beer, Robert, again? Beer Antoniana. We didn't get to talk about it too much. Our, our can, I say, can I say in an Italian accent? Antoniana. <laughs> Antoniana. You, you just say a few more things. What's the name of your name? You're talking Italian. Say, yeah, what's getting, the name I'm of my restaurant? My restaurant is. Il mio ristorante si chiama Ribalta, e due blocchi da Union Square. Ooh. Everybody are listening and understanding. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm in Manhattan. I'm going to start checking it out. And we're yeah. going to stick around here at Roberta's Pizza. Actually, we open a new one. It's uh, fast casual in uh, the Pansy, Madison Square Garden. 
we have a counter so you just order the pizza and uh, we give a buzzer and when it's ready you uh, yeah in the nice, pantry man. Yeah. well cheers does that make a big toast to everybody <laughs> cheers uh, once again uh, thanks to Justin uh, Chef Cozzolini Robert and Kenny for joining me here on the Heritage Radio Network big thanks, shout out Shay. Justin Kennedy our producer thanks for putting the show together yep. David Tattish your engineer we'll catch you next time on Beer Sessions Radio alright woo <laughs> Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.